You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. This is Get the Skinny, uh, recorded November 8th, 2015. I am Brian Kilby, and with me, we have John DeLuna. John, how's it going? Oh, it's going so good. How are you, Brian? Oh, man, it's great. I am. Isn't it? It is. I, I, I'm excited. I, I, had a, I had a headache all day. I just uh, started talking to you, and it went away. It's so great. Oh, that's so sweet. Hey, what do you medicate when you have a headache, or do you just power through? I always power through, but uh, this time I didn't because I also have a little bit of a little bit of a cold that's persisting. So I took some Dayquil. Good man. Treat your body right. Women are much better at that, I find. Uh, yeah, I, much, you know they don't hold back on the medication. Yeah, my brother, you know he he could have. He could have he could be losing an arm and he wouldn't do a thing. My friend Ricky, uh, he had a surgery on his ankle like six or seven years ago. Uh, he had his uh, I think it might have been his Achilles tendon. No, no, it was it, it was something. He had a ligament removed and replaced with a ligament mm-hmm. from a from a cadaver, <clears throat> and he was given medication. He took one leave. <laughs> that's all that. He, that's all that he took. And did it. Heal it though. I mean, was he okay? I mean, he was just there to fight pain. I mean, it doesn't mean yeah. anything else. So, I yeah. So. I mean, he, he he just powered through it. He just suffered. He just suffered like a man. Like a man. Wow. I know. And now he's got some guys like ligament in his foot. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. So, uh, do you want to start with the assignment? Let's do it. Because I've been looking forward to this. So, <clears throat> we were going to have a breakfast sandwich. For McDonald's, we assigned this out last week. Hopefully, other folks did this as well. I specifically said that uh, if you can get the egg McMuffin off off breakfast hours, so I went and got mine today. Well, I say I got mine. Mm-hmm. I found out that my McDonald's actually doesn't serve egg McMuffins after Whoa. after breakfast hours. Wow, what do they serve? What was the closest thing? I got a sausage and egg biscuit. See, I told you. Yeah. You're in biscuit country for sure. Uh, faux show. Hardcore. The hardest of cores for biscuit countries where you are, my friend. I, I love my biscuits, I, I will admit. And if you're listening to this from uh, outside, outside of the United States, biscuit's not like a cookie or like uh, a little hardened wafer. A, a biscuit is actually this fluffy golden little bread thing made with flour and milk Lots and butter. butter. Yeah. And they're really good, but they're so yeah, unhealthy. They are. They are. Um, it's almost like uh, like a flaky roll. How, how would you describe it from tech? It's not bready. It, oh, it's bready, but it's not like uh, dinner bread or a dinner roll at all. It's not. It, it's very. I would say. I would almost call it stratified. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, there's almost like extra, almost extra layers in it. But I, I don't know that that that's not intentional. That's just. It's so flaky and fluffy that you can kind of almost peel it off layer per layer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, butter. Lots of butter. It's a so it's a butter delivery vehicle, is what it is. Indeed, carbs, 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 carbs. Okay, so you uh, uh, since um, I was actually, I guess, lucky if you want to call it that, enough to find a McDonald's that did have the um, the McMuffin. Um, even though I, I think I'm in quasi biscuit country too, Texas kind of plays both sides of the fence on everything. But uh, you go first, Brian. What was your experience? So I had already had a biscuit from McDonald's off breakfast hours, mm-hmm. and I did not have a great experience. Um, this was like the week that McDonald's went with the uh, with all-day breakfast. So this was a good test to see if things had changed. And I will admit the biscuit that I had was very fluffy, and it was 
pretty good. So it was very fluffy. It was incredibly hot because I'm thoroughly certain it's been microwaved, unlike normally during breakfast hours where it's just hot because it's fresh. Yes. And I'm certain it's fluffy as a, um artifact from being microwaved. Uh, mm. So, I mean, it was okay. It was certainly a sausage in the egg. Uh, it was it was uniformly hot with with the biscuit, which is just wrong and weird. Yeah. Uh, but the egg was okay. It was a little dry. The sausage was fine. Uh, I don't know if the sausage was fresh. I couldn't tell. I mean, it's sausage. Sausage is what sausage is. And it, but it was okay. And it but it it wasn't as good as a fresh breakfast sandwich biscuit sandwich from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But it was certainly better than. The first go round that I had, you know, a month or so back, whenever they started doing this, um, I mean, it, it was okay. It, it was a, the biscuit itself lacked a little bit of flavor. It, it was, um, I mean, nothing. It was still buttery. It was still buttery, but it wasn't. It wasn't enjoyable. I didn't enjoy it like I do a fresh McDonald's biscuit because McDonald's actually does pretty good biscuits for that. For that. Uh for the size and like I don't know, just the monstrous nature of McDonald's. Yes, their their breakfast overall is not bad. It's very it's it's a product of science. A lot of science has gone into McDonald's breakfast. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and well, nothing necessarily wrong with just saying science went into it. It's just it's, it's not like, romantic. It's not romantic. It's not like my grandma getting up at four thirty in the morning. And actually, with the f- way the economy is, my grandma could probably be working at McDonald's right now. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, no, I mean it, it was okay. Absolutely. Did you get anything with it? No. Nothing. No. Not even a drink. I well, I mean, I got a diet coke. Okay, in the morning, would you get a diet coke as well? Yeah, in, so in the in the morning, and Kim Kim says I complicate things, overcomplicate things, and, and you know, you and I have been friends long enough to know that's absolutely true. Uh, but but I normally get uh, like a, a breakfast sandwich, or if they're like two for like you know three bucks or something, I might get two because right. you know, plus a uh, diet coke and a large coffee. Okay, and a coffee. Yeah. But I did not do that this evening or this afternoon. Just a Coke. Just a Coke. Just the Coke. Diet, right. Diet Coke, yeah. And no hash browns or nothing. I don't, even, I don't even know if they have hash browns. I think they do, but I wouldn't absolutely not do it. I don't even get hash browns in the morning. Mm-hmm. Their hash browns are weird. It's just kind of like a uh, uh, like an oval-shaped wad of fried potato strings. I, I don't even know. I, don't, I wouldn't call them hash browns. It's, I'm not even sure what it is. It's a, well, I mean it's a, it's a formed patty. Yeah, uh, the, of potatoes. I mean, potato pancake. If anything, yeah, they're okay. I'm not a, not a huge fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People swear by them, but people swear by everything. Yeah, this is true. There's a fan for some for everything. Um, well, I was lucky enough to get the egg McMuffin and um, as assigned, and I got it yesterday, and I got it at around uh, one p.m. I would say. So, I think I got the same treatment as you because again, mine was just like a ball of hot. And um, the flavor wasn't uh, compromised or anything like that. It sure was an Egg McMuffin. Here's my takeaway from it. It felt really weird to eat that food at that time of day. And I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy that would happily eat breakfast any time of the day. But for some reason in my head, the, the fast food breakfast at 1 p.m. really messed with me. And I think I have some ideas on why. One, the portion size. In the middle of the day, maybe it's just me, but my appetite has grown to where I want like a meal. And then maybe not even just something to like stop the morning hunger. Like I want 
a meal. So <clears throat> one Egg McMuffin was thoroughly unsatisfying and smallish and just didn't feel like enough. So that was kind of the the first thing that kind of tripped me up. And the, the second thing was just the the idea of like McDonald's breakfast, like the food, the actual food is so ingrained in me as something that I have to have before 10, 30 in the morning or I don't have it at all. But just the, I think my body was just thrown off by having it at that point in the day. So portion size and just the idea, I don't think my mind has wrapped, wrapped itself around the concept of McDonald's in the afternoon that those two things, those two things really threw me off. I'm also a guy that has like diet Coke, with everything if uh, if I'm going to do like fast food stuff. So that actually kind of helped I think eased <clears throat> eased my uh eased my worry if anything when I was like munching on this at one o'clock. But uh let me say this about McDonald's Diet Coke. <clears throat> they could do a lot better. The I I now that I think about it like I don't think I've had a fizzy Diet Coke at McDonald's in possibly years. I've just come to accept their semi-flat Diet Coke. I gotta I, work on that. I never have a problem with Diet Coke. I always, though, always at every single McDonald's I've ever been to, always have a problem with the Diet Dr Pepper being flat. Mm. I've never had a problem. Well, I, I can't say I've never had a problem. Diet Coke for me, at least, at least where I'm at, for the most part, is pretty good. Not great, not the best, but pretty good. So let me throw this at you. I'm gonna actually, I'm throwing it at McDonald's because they're probably listening. Uh, later in the day, since uh, again, like portion size gets kind of funky. When, when I'm looking for a meal. <clears throat> and uh, I wouldn't mind seeing a promotion where they kind of encourage you to get a couple of Egg McMuffins or a couple of biscuits for lunch. Because I think America needs more food in their tummy in the afternoon. So I would uh, I would suggest that. The other thing is, and I think, Brian, you and I have talked about this, maybe off the air, I can't remember, that a bunch of McDonald's franchisees are complaining just because people are trading down for breakfast food, which is way cheaper. Um, kind of apples to apples, it's cheaper to eat like an Egg McMuffin versus a um, like a menu combo meal for lunch, like the burger and fries stuff. So people are, are starting to eat that instead in the uh, in the middle of the day, and so franchises are, are losing money, which is interesting. Yeah, and like we had that conversation before. It never really occurred to me that uh, people would offset the cost by going with breakfast food. Like honestly, my McDonald's, I really prefer their breakfast menu for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. Again, because I mean they make great biscuits. If I if I get a gravy biscuit or something, the gravy is gravy biscuits are really good at McDonald's. I mean the only sandwich mm-hmm. I really am a huge fan of at McDonald's uh, that's not a breakfast sandwich. I, I like the Big Mac. That's pretty much it. So. The fries are pretty good. So you mentioned that your uh, Egg McMuffin was like uniformly hot and microwave. That's weird to me because it's not like McDonald's bakes their uh, muffins. I'm certain they just get those delivered to yeah. them. So why would they have to microwave the muffin? That's just I, odd. I, you know what I think? My, I guess my only guess is that mine may not have been microwave, but it may have been made either in haste or disinterest or hate. There's probably not a lot of love right now for the cooks that are having to make breakfast at 1 p.m. True. So who knows? Or it might have been stored. It might have been pre-produced and stored somewhere and just microwaved. Yeah, that's true. I I mean it's always a possibility because we know like the biggest biggest roadblock for this happening like ever, let alone now, is griddle space basically or or, like allocation of equipment. And um, you never know what kind of corners that they're cutting back there. Yeah, very true, very true. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, 
interesting experiment. I wonder if uh, I wonder if we'll be able to eat McDonald's breakfast in the day, like a year from now, three years from now. Do you think this is a permanent thing? Do you think they can never go back? I absolutely think they will probably pull this back, and maybe in five or ten years they'll bring it back once they've cracked that nut. Mm-hmm. I don't know that people. I don't know how successful it's been. I mean, other than just to test it out, I haven't really been that interested in going to McDonald's uh, to uh, get breakfast. Breakfast, but of course, I live in an area where uh, we have a restaurant called Bojangles, which is um, headquartered in Charlotte, yeah. which serves breakfast sandwiches like that, biscuits all day. And you know, good for that. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you know, it's a very southeastern, very southern little chain, but people are very fond of it. It's uh, so like biscuits for for lunch and or dinner it's not really a new concept for me no and there's a lot of like uh basically anywhere people live at least in the states certainly there's a lot of mom and pop uh breakfast and lunch places that are open that are open like if if not like all day they're open through through like 1 p.m or 2 p.m and they serve like basically a breakfast menu that whole time so people people have access to probably a way better breakfast uh, late in the latish in the day or in the morning, if they want, and they've had that basically forever. So um, we were talking before the show, and we're trying to figure out what the uh, assignment for next week is going to be. Why don't, why, and I, I love your suggestion, and I, I think it's fantastic. Why don't you just tell us what what uh, the listeners and uh, I we need to be doing? What need yes. to eat for next week? Yes, yes. So we don't want to. Uh, you know, we don't want to just like go around the fast food circuit. We want to kind of play around with uh, with stuff, and and we also want to go to the healthier side. So I think as like a transition, say <laughs> from from fast food or from <laughs> an egg McMuffin to say a legitimate health product, let's let's shoot the gap and let's go for the big one hundred. That is from Metrics. That is a big one hundred. You can try any flavor you want. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna nail you down on that because it may vary slightly. You can actually go to any Walmart, and you should go to the pharmacy area, and uh, they'll have a, a little protein powder and supplement and uh, protein bar section. Probably won't be huge, but it's definitely over in the pharmacy section. Um, and you'll see their their red and black wrappers. They're gigantic, and they're called Big One Hundreds. Um, you can look at the nutritional value before you eat it. I would say it's more fun to look after you eat it knowing that they are marketing this thing as a meal replacement. So definitely treat it like a meal if you can. It's not a snack. And it is definitely not, not a, a snack. snack bar. It is not a snack bar. And uh, when you look at it, um, I think you'll agree. So <clears throat> treat it like a meal. And for giggles, look at nutrition facts after you eat it. And we'll talk about it on the show uh, next week. Um, this is definitely one of those things where people eat it if, if you just buy into the marketing blindly, you're going to think that, oh, this is great. You know what I mean? Like this is definitely better than just about anything I could eat uh, otherwise. Well, that's maybe probably not the, not the case. It, like depends, it depends on what you're looking for. It's supposed to be more of a complete nutrition sort of thing. It is. It is definitely not – definitely not – I'll say this. It's definitely not fat-free, sugar-free. So, And my, my personal favorite, the Super Cookie Crunch. They are delicious. There you go. And my favorite, and it's, I think one that Brian actually hates, so this is fun, is the uh, the apple yeah. thing. Ah. See, yeah. So uh, so you can go, you can go, or you can get the one that I don't know if I, he has an opinion. Brian has an opinion on it, but uh, I'm not fond of it. There's one out there that has like pretzel in it, which I find just kind of odd. It's but, okay. Uh, eh, yeah. So 
<clears throat> so anyway, guys, take your pick. I think they're all relatively similar in their um, in their makeup. So you know, whatever looks good to you guys. But we'll look at it. We'll uh, discuss it next week, and we'll talk about just maybe even like the uh, just the idea of health foods, which are everywhere and quite abundant in that Walmart section. I might. Add. So I don't I, I don't want to talk about another podcast, but I mean it's one of the most popular podcasts on the interwebs, uh, which is Freakonomics Radio, uh, based on a series of books and blog posts on about Freakonomics. But this past uh, week's episode was about the science of food, and uh, approached from two different perspectives. One was the science of uh, the quality of food from a taste perspective, making food better tasting through science, and another take on it was. Uh, the quality of food from a nutritional perspective through science. Now, usually when somebody talks about the quality of food scientifically uh, from a nutritional perspective, they're, they're coming from this usually from a, a pseudoscientific you know, uh, angle, somebody kind of like the food babe or somebody like that who's just sort of spouting stuff that you know, isn't necessarily scientifically sound. But in listening to it, uh, it the, the lady, her name was uh, Joe Robinson, I believe, uh, made a lot of sense. And I actually checked her out on the uh, internet. And uh, she has a book called, um, it is, I believe it's Eating on the Wild Side, which is uh, the book she was talking about in the course of uh, the interview. And I'm actually, I picked up a copy and I'm going to read it or at least read through it by next week and talk a little bit about sort of the, the stuff that's in there. What I really appreciated was the fact that um, things that we all sort of know, like lettuce is like uh, iceberg lettuce is not good for you. It's just crap. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, she, she goes into stuff like that, but things I didn't really consider like uh, apples, just like a golden delicious apple isn't necessarily a net positive for your health. Hmm. So there are things we probably should consider that we don't consider. Like she said, of course, the best apples for you nutritional nutritionally uh, are like heirloom apples. But if you're not going to do that, go with a Granny Smith, which I can't do, or a Honeycrisp apple, which is my favorite anyway. So uh, it's really interesting. I'm going to maybe give some of my thoughts next week after reading through the book. But um, – Excellent. I just want to recommend that uh, to, to folks out there because people people listening tend to want to know more about improving their health because that's kind of yes. the, the topic around the sh- you know the show. Yes. So um, I'm really interested by this. It, she seems legit and not uh, full of uh, woo and fluff like uh, most people who talk about the science of healthy food. So I'm really excited about that. And uh, if anybody uh, has any interest in listening to that podcast, once they're done with this episode of Get the Skinny, go check yes. out the newest episode of Freakonomics because it's really good. Download us twice, listen once, please. Three times. If you don't mind. You can't eat a Granny Smith apple. Yeah, you can't. I, I don't like Granny Smith apples. Oh, man. You and apples. You, me, and apples. We're going to have like a three-way cage match here. we got completely different opinions on it. Hey, I've got um, – uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I've got a uh, a movement for everybody. This isn't CrossFitter. This isn't anything crazy, but it's one of the best movements you can you can do. We actually do do it like in warm ups for CrossFit, but I would recommend it as like an overall thing for um, improving your health and your flexibility and all that stuff. And it's just the air squat. Um, you can go to YouTube and look and just you know uh, search air squat and you'll see instructions on it. Very simple movement. No weight. No nothing. Um, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's just doing a squat, um, uh, flat footed, proper technique. Again, you can see a thousand YouTube videos on how to do it. 
Um, air squat, no weights, no nothing. Just do 10 when you get up in the morning. Uh, do 10 at lunch, 10 before you go to bed, something like that. Um, if you can't even do 30 over the course of a day, it's just like I said, start with 10 or 5. But um, it's a really simple movement, really good, um, gets the blood flowing, will help with flexibility. If you got knee problems, you know, do a half squat um, and work your way to a full squat if you can. Um, but it's a nice, quick way to get moving, and uh, I wholly recommend it. So that's a good one. Air squats, recommended. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. I actually have been planning on incorporating this into my day. I wasn't going to do air squats. I wanted to do Hindu squats, but they're way mm-hmm. harder. Mm-hmm. And um, I I really just need to do this. I, it's one of those things. Well, I'll, it's one of those things that I've always said. Well, I'll do when I'm in a little better shape. Uh, you know, like maybe I wanted to do like a hundred Hindu squats in the morning and then before I get to bed, but you got to start somewhere. So if if you can't do uh, 10 squats, like air squats, like, like John said, you know, like do a half movement or whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. but you have to make some, you have to make some effort to get there. So it's something I need to reprogram myself with. Yeah. One of the biggest things, like when it comes to moving around is getting used to, um, getting used to the feeling of being a little bit sore, a little bit stretched out a little bit um, strained, so to speak. And so starting really slow can sometimes help with that because I know like there's a shock to the system. If you're going from like zero to 60, that's no good. And one of the worst feelings I've ever had, and I'll I'll have it periodically, say if I go from like a kind of an an easy um, kind of uh, anaerobic routine, which is basically weightlifting with like complete rest and not really like not really having like uh, intense periods of working out and my heart's not used to racing and that kind of thing. If I go from that, doing that for like several months to say something like CrossFit, one of the worst feelings in the world is like after like a, an, a, an intense workout that you haven't had in months, <clears throat> you uh, that feeling right after the intense workout is one of the worst feelings in the world. You feel like throwing up, you want to you die, you want to jump off a roof. Um, if you could even like summon the strength to get onto a roof. So it's like, it's a, you know, it's, it's a terrible feeling to push yourself too fast, too soon, too much. So going slow, always the best route. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I will start doing this every morning. I will try anyway. Yeah, Brian, do it. And you know what? <clears throat> Why don't you have yourself a Granny Smith apple? Okay. I will also take that challenge on this week. All right. One. Just have one. So, uh, so good segue because what I can't do though is uh, eat all the Clarence Halloween candy that I would normally eat because mm. I did not see any. It looks like we went straight. What? Yeah, it looks like at least in the Walmart here they went straight from Halloween candy to eat to uh, to Christmas candy. Oh God! I think I think a lot of this stuff was probably RTM'd and returned to the ma- manufacturer, and probably will be resold like at, <laughs> rebagged. Yeah, rebagged and resold like at places like Big Lots and Ollies. Speaking of, I was at Ollies, which is a chain out of Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania, I think. Hmm. Um, that's it's more of a it's a regional thing, but it's moving moving uh, along the eastern seaboard uh, down south. Hmm. I went to uh, my local Ollies. Because they had Transformers out, and uh, right. like the wave of Transformers that had uh, RC, etc. Uh, oh. But I, I went in, and they always have candy. They always have uh, off-season candy there. Sweet. So uh, the off-season candy they have right now is Easter candy. Uh, so so uh, I expect to see the Halloween candy uh, there probably around Easter. So I was going to say, yeah, Happy New Year. All those Cadbury, uh, Cadbury Scream eggs that I wanted to get, I can probably get them in four or five months. 
So you, so so in theory, if if Walmart had had like the uh, the shopping carts full of like eighty percent off candy, would you have gotten some? Uh, I I mean, I probably would have gotten like the Cadbury Scream eggs, uh, and like bought like twenty of them and like had them for like the next few months until Easter came along. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, I really love those. You know, they're they're like two hundred calories each. I mean, they are completely not healthy. But if I eat one like a week, I'm not gonna sweat that. Yeah, even like one a day for a couple of weeks is not great, <laughs> no. but it is like two weeks. Two weeks of your life is not going to like wreck your world. Yeah, it's but, not. Yeah, but no, they went straight to how we uh, to uh, Christmas candy, which is good because there's not much Christmas candy wise that I care about, except for the except for the cordial cherries. I do love cordial cherries, but I can usually resist those. Uh huh. But they have such a. Such a fancy name. Yeah, I know for being just sugar and chocolate and you know, pretty much and crappy cherries. What's the um? Oh gosh, the the uh, the Ferrero Rocher. I don't. Yeah, I mean those fancy uh, name for just another candy. Yeah, don't those have like hazelnut or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't I don't dig hazelnut. Oh yeah, no. they're okay. I just laugh at like their faux fanciness. Let's <laughs> yeah. see here. I am. I would say about halfway through a bag of snack size M and M's. Those were the leftovers from this year, so it was one of those things where I resisted it for, I guess, like a week or half a week or something like that. But you know, once you open the bag, it's over. You're going to plow through that stuff. So my wife and I are plowing through that. Which brings up a quick topic for you, Brian. Assuming that you've had M and M's of different varieties, rank them. Rank these three. Regular M&M's, peanut M&M's, peanut butter M&M's. You pretty much just rank them in order. Interesting. Peanut butter M&M's last. Yeah. They're definitely not first with me. And and regular ones are definitely tops with me. But I don't know about peanut M&M's. Peanut butter M&M's, I don't know. I can't decide if they fall into number three or if they're rock solid at number two. Uh, they're rock solid at number two for you. Uh, yeah, I would say of those three. But if you threw in the pretzel M&Ms, uh-huh. which are a uh, little he- – well, healthier is a strong word. They have fewer calories, but they are delicious. I would probably place those second. So do those still have chocolate in them, just like a tiny bit of yeah, pretzel it's, too? It's less chocolate. It's uh, mostly pretzel, less chocolate. Oh. They're delicious. Hmm. Interesting. Is that like the four main varieties? I would say so, probably. And then you have a lot of seasonal M and M's. Like I think they do candy corn ones, which are disgusting. Oh my god! Yeah, um, and uh, I want to say that there's like a caramel, but I I know that I'm just conflating that and uh, the the Hershey's Kiss. That's caramel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't do that kind of stuff. I gotta stick. To, I gotta stick to the original. I'm boring. I'm not, actually. You know what? I'm not boring. I'm. I, after who knows how many years of experimentation, when they when they decided the original M M&M and M was as good as it got, they weren't wrong. Pretty they much, they haven't been proven wronged. They have not been proven wrong in years afterwards. I agree. I agree. That's right. It's perfect the way it is. What about Reese's uh, peanut butter cups? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, I used to be like anti. Uh, oh wait, peanut butter cups or Reese's pieces? Peanut butter cups. Oh, uh, I like them. Uh, I like them. They're good. Um, Hard to eat. Here, people just call them Reese's. Or Re- uh-huh. actually, they say Reese's. I don't know why where that came from, but people when people say Reese's, mm-hmm. here they mean Reese's peanut butter cups. Mm. When, when they also talk about uh, Vienna sausage, they say Vienna. Apparently, education has never been a big big uh, deal here where I live. 
I love that one. Yeah. I'm stealing that. It's terrible. It's awesome. Vienna? Vienna. 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 Like hyena. Like hyena. Okay. Now I can remember it. Now I have to do a a podcast, my other podcast, where I do my uh, best impersonation of somebody local. I have to do an, I have to do a podcast now on Vienna sausages <laughs> and, and potted and potted meat food product. Potted meat. Um, pigs in a blanket. Do you use that term? Uh, yeah, that's. I okay. think I would say that's universal. I mean, that's definitely. It's. I think that's regional, man. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I mean, I. I mean, we use it here. We also use. Um, uh, I think people there's a, there's a term that doesn't come to my mind, but I know some people have u- used like sausage rolls, which is weird. Pigs in a blanket. There's a couple other terms um, floating around Texas, but uh, yeah, I think that's regional. Okay. It's southern, southeast. It's like the south, southeast, maybe through Texas. But uh, I wish there was like a map like that uh, Coke versus soda pop kind yeah. of like heat map. I wish there was something like that for basically every other kind of food term. Because I guarantee you, pigs in the blanket has some kind of like regional path to it. Probably. Mm-hmm. 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 It just sounds southern. It just sounds so, so southern. I can't imagine somebody in Seattle saying that. I can't imagine someone in Seattle eating that, though. Well, that's true. But you know, if they did, they would call it some. They would come up with some name, some hipster garbage name for it. I'm sure. Probably. Just eating it in their flannel shirt, <laughs> their giant mustache. Oh, man. Not right. <clears throat> That's not right. Um, so, Brian, do you have anything else this week? That's it, John. I am out of material. So, uh, okay. So, let's recap. Um, guys, you need this week to find a big 100 um, meal replacement slash protein bar, superfood, super condensed food. It's by Metrics, black and red label. Go to, you can go to a Walmart. I think you can buy singles, and you can also buy like a four-pack. Four, four-pack. Or if yeah. you go to Sam's Club. No, Sam's Club used to have like 12-packs. I don't know that they do Whoa. anymore. Yikes. Yeah. <clears throat> that is a lot of calories. So you need to find that. And then um, do yourself a favor and give the Air Squat a whirl. The beauty of the Air Squat is that no equipment is needed. So you can just go to YouTube, look at the movement, try to knock out 10 or so in the morning. See how you feel. So... Brian, any other things that we need to uh, we need to ask the viewers of? No, I mean, if you want to, you can check out that book, Eating on the Wild Side. I will certainly have a link to it uh, on this week's episode in the show notes. Uh, but uh, that's all that I have. There is one last thing before we go, Brian. Oh, that? Yes. Why don't you do it? I always do it. So I want to hear Brian do that thing that we're talking about. Okay, so if you want to help out the show and help us pay, you know, the bills because, you know, this it isn't free to run, uh, go to tfradio.net, click on the Amazon link, or go to tfradio.net slash Amazon. It'll take you to Amazon. You can do all your shopping that you would normally do through Amazon through that link, and it'll help us out. Amazon sends a little bit back to help us pay the bills, and it's how we are paying for the show now. This It's almost – well, I can't, I can't say it's 0% out of pocket for, for me, but uh, it's close to it, so uh, – yeah, tfradio.net slash Amazon. Help help make it 0% out of pocket for Brian Kilby. That would be yes. fantastic. Yes, yes. Help help us. Help us help you. And um, since that's it, I guess, you know, for Brian, this is John. We'll see you guys on the next. This has been Get the Skinny. 